A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daney. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio, and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed plus lots of bonus content including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A you will also get bonus content every month including the audio versions of my regular columns for ESPN so do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so maybe even strangers in the street love you If we were recording an icon series where we mould together several people talking about big figures in the world of football, mentions which have cropped up time and time again over several interviews, how could we miss Leo Messi? Therefore, welcome back to the Big Interview Icons series. This episode focuses on the mighty Messi and conversations I've had with my guests over the last six years. Pablo Zabaleta recalls a quiet, skinny Messi in the Argentina under-20s dressing room. Then he did his talking on the pitch. At first, moving to Europe was a struggle for this kid, but he soon became a joy to behold for everyone who loves the beautiful game. Gary Neville says that seeing Messi playing in the camp now against Manchester City was the only time he's been genuinely mesmerised by a footballer. He pitches his every description of a footballer with Messi as the benchmark. And Messi's countryman, Federico Fernandez, speaks of a humble family guy. Fede loves the experience of being around Messi on and off the pitch. Ander Herrera recalls playing for Real Zaragoza against Barcelona when Messi decided to take the game completely by the scruff of the neck and single-handedly set up victory. Lastly, there's a quick contribution from the mighty Graham Souness, who considers Messi the greatest of all time. Still more of a compliment, Sui says that Messi would easily have held his own in Mr. Sunis's more robust playing era. I wholeheartedly agree. I know Jorge, his dad, his family, and I think his family was a massive support for Messi when they left Rosario and they went to Barcelona. I think uh, they had a very hard time at the beginning because, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> you don't know anyone and, and you're a 
a young lad with a big talent, but at the end of the day, your parents are there, your family is there with a different language because mm-hmm. even if you're in Spain sometime in Catalonia, you go in school and you have to speak Catalan, Catalan. and people find it struggling, even Spanish people. So, you know, very hard time, but they were there. I remember the, the manager, Hugo Tocali, when, um, well, it was Pancho Ferrara then, the manager, but the first time that, that we met Messi, the manager was talking about him. He was saying in... Uh, we are looking to bring uh, a young lad who is playing in uh, Barcelona Academy. We heard about him, he's good, and, and, and we would like to have him in, uh, uh, with us because we are just thinking Messi to at least uh, you know three or four weeks with us before we play the, the tournament. And it was fantastic because it's not, not, we, we didn't know Messi. We, nobody knew Messi at the time because we were playing in... Between we we knew between each other because we were playing in, in in the academies against all the time or even spending three days a week training in the, in Argentina or 90 percent of the players that were playing in the in, in Argentinian league. So we, we 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 knew each other, but nobody knew Messi, and uh, and that was fantastic. The first um, the first time that we met uh, him because he was so so quiet. Mm. He was in the dressing room, you know, he was sat down, not talking to to anyone. And imagine Messi, he was very fine, you know, very... Very thin, thin very slender. Exactly, no. But obviously then he started to talk uh, on the pitch, <laughs> you know. Uh, the thing that I think it was It was amazing. You, as soon amazing. as you begin to remember it, you smile. No, I smile because I, I remember exactly like it was yesterday uh, because <laughs> it's one of those... Uh, Moments where something is a massive impact, you know, in some, uh, in someone will say, "Wow, that play is 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 really really good." We never thought it was that good, you know. And and we went to, he came, he he been in, uh, he came three days before he played his first um, his first game with uh, with us against, uh, I think it was a Paraguay. A friendly game in uh, Argentinian Argentina Juniors uh, Stadium, um, and uh, he, he he came on in the second half. He played about twenty twenty five minutes, and pff, he was tripling people, you know, doing everything so so easy, and and you know we were really impressed about his quality. Then of course we went to the. Um, the qualification tournament for the World Cup in Colombia. We finished third. Um, he is done. He's done well, also there. But he was more coming. Uh, you know, he was not playing as a start in every game. He was more a substitute coming in the second half, fresh. You know, quick. And in that tournament, the first game, he was on the bench against USA. The first game he was on the bench. He came on in the second half. We we lost one 0 and of course, he, he made the difference in the second half, and and we thought this guy has to play as a starting. You cannot have Messi, you know, on the bench. He's he's one of the the best player we have in the squad. And then the second the second game, he he played as a starting, and uh, he scored. He scored, uh, and then well, we won we won that tournament because of, uh, one of the reasons is because he was. He was there. See, the thing that while you're talking, I'm smiling too because mm. 
I don't like you've got this feeling. Well, look at this kid, and he's Argentinian, so it's your country. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. But he's mm. they say patrimonio, don't they, in, in Spain? Like, mm. in a way, for anybody who loves football, he belongs to them too mm. because he's no relation of mine. He's never going to win Aberdeen or Arge- or yeah. Scotland the trophy. Yeah. But while he's still playing, we've been given the gift of being able to watch this. And the thing I said about making mm. you, it made you smile is it's yeah. just joy watching him. Yeah. Whether he's your friend or whether he's your countryman or not, unless yeah, I suppose yeah. you play for Real Madrid, yeah, it's yeah. just joy, isn't it? Yeah. I think for everyone who loves football, I think is uh, you know it's fantastic to see Messi playing in every week. He broke all the records. He won everything with Barcelona. It was a shame that we lost uh, the final in uh, in Brazil, the World Cup, in 2014, because maybe that, um, you know, winning, Messi winning that tournament, I think uh, it was... Changes everybody's you know, Something that uh, it cannot do, you know, nothing else in football. Sometimes you can have a team that's absolutely fantastic, and you know, the amount of players I get heard called geniuses. <laughs> he's magic. He's a genius. Yeah. He's a magician. No, he's not. There's nowhere to go from there. There's nowhere to go from genius. There's yeah. nowhere to go from magician. There's nowhere to go from. <sighs> you know, there's n- these words leaving no room for. So I watch. I watch Messi play against um, Manchester City in the New Camp. And I was genuinely, for the first time, I think, in my football career, I can think of maybe Ronaldo a couple of times at United where I was watching injured in 2007-8 where I was probably similarly mesmerised. But I was genuinely, as a broadcaster, the only time I've ever watched a performance where I've been genuinely mesmerised by a player was Messi for the 20 minutes before half-time in the new Camp against Manchester City. I was like, and I've seen him before, and I've seen him on the television, and I've seen him live many times as you have. But I was genuinely thinking, this is as good as it's ever going to be. Yeah. This, this, I'm happy to use, every, I call it a scandalous, it's scandalous talent. It's out of this world. And people on social media will tell you, well, oh, you, you're bullying him up to it. You cannot go, that's the point where I just thought, I have to go for it. But it's the only time. But once you've used that for him, everything else is below that. Everything else, every work that you know, you can't again go and call... You know, with respect, watching a player at Burnley Tottenham last week, you can't go and call him scandalous talent mm. or a genius because you've called Messi that. So I always like to think where I pitch things is relative, generally through. And that's difficult. It is difficult to get that right. I think I actually think, and uh, probably most people would disagree with me. I think the best Barcelona team I saw was the first year of Pep, where they had Eto, Omri, Messi, Wide, uh, Iniesta, Busquets, Xavi. They had Puyol, um, Yaya Torre played centre-back in the final with Gerard Piquet. But the physical aspect of that team with Eto, with Henri, was incredible. Puyol, Keita. Uh, Keita. I thought that they had such a physical presence. You couldn't fight them. Mm. You couldn't outdo them on set pieces. You couldn't. They, they would do you in every single way. They keep the ball. They're still a possession team, but they had other aspects. They had counter-attack. Could you call it. it a blend of what you a like blend. and what Pep yes. gives it? So I like the more rounded mm-hmm. team that is... If you like, I think the Bayern Munich team of Heinkes and the Barcelona team of Pep the first year, mm-hmm. for me, were rounded football teams. Whereas I think the Barcelona team that then evolved through Pep, where they went beat United in the final the, the, the uh, year after, or two years after at Wembley, 
that was almost like football that I don't think probably can be recreated. And I think actually relies probably upon Messi to be successful. I might be wrong there. No, I understand. I that. think if you, if, you have, if you have 70% possession in the way in which they kept the ball, but then took Messi out, but I think that first team with Eto'o, uh, yeah, Henri... So many more solutions, I think so many more put, goals. Yeah, I think you could put Pedro on the right and they might still have won the Champions League. They might not, but they might still have won it. The second team, you take Messi out, I think it goes. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the rounded team... So that's the bit that, you know, you over a four-year period, and I, it feels like I'm being critical of probably the greatest football team you could ever w- wish to see, but it, in terms of my principles of what I've liked, the Dortmund, the Bayern Munich, or the, or the first Barcelona team, had, I think, I think United, I, I, I might be wrong here, I think the, the, the possession in the Rome final was 50-50. It, this is where you... We, the, the brutal thing for me is that I'm going to let you go before you say you've got to go, but you, you, all my synapses are leaping now because... The possession was balanced in Rome, and I've never seen. An, I grew up in Aberdeen, therefore, I, you know, I met mm. Alec quite young and, and watched his teams, and they inspired me and they changed my thinking. Mm. And one of the things they give you is competitiveness, aggressiveness. There are no boundaries, there are no limits. You, and he said that um, the goal, the Eto goal, which was I think in nine or ten minutes, yeah. killed us. Yeah, I've never heard that from Alex Ferguson. Now, given that the game possession was relatively balanced and that Barcelona didn't create a mountain no, of chances no. until that ball from Xavi to Messi for the goal that was one of the most confusing games and aftermaths I've ever seen mm. and clearly Barcelona kept the ball maybe United didn't look as sharp maybe the midfield was easier for yeah. Barcelona with the space that they had whatever it, it, it's still to me it's a confusing game mm. a confusing analysis yeah. it's, it's why United weren't more competitive or couldn't win the ball no. in dangerous situations press and take it and break mm. against a team it, where Iniesta was hobbling yeah, yeah, that's I, the amazing yeah, thing. I think Omri and Iniesta both were doubts for the final. We, 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 we weren't expecting Iniesta to play. But I, I think that game, that was a team that I feel didn't have to be probably at its best to win 2 0, that Barcelona team. It had a real physical physicality to it. It had a. They were tough. You felt they were, you felt they were tough enough to mix it with United. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying for any way, shape, or form that the Barcelona teams in the two years after that were soft. Because they weren't soft. Because I mean, the courage to play and 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 the way in which they defended. I mean, it, but they did get pushed around by Hankers in that time when the breaks yeah, that you're talking about yes. when it's seven 0 and, and I don't think that team first time. And I always think there's something about even the Bayern team. I think it'd be very difficult. I think Bayern Munich could easily win the Champions League mm-hmm. under Pep. They could easily mm-hmm. do it. But it'd be very difficult for them to recreate the power, mm-hmm. quality, possession, counter-attacking, all the different aspects, good defending that they re- had in that first Champions League success. I think that's as good as it gets. When you look at a team sometimes, like the 1999 team, it comes to that point whereby everything's right. Mm-hmm. The power, the possession, the goals, the defending, the counter-attack. A team just has everything. And that's the 1999 team. That's the 2009 Barca team, the mm-hmm. 2000, I think it was 12 Bayern team. And they're the sort of rounded teams. So it's not just... That, that, that to me is what I sort of look at. and think, I mean, I'm sure everyone's loved these teams, but... That's why I say I don't like the pure Barcelona team. Yeah. I like the one that was slightly flawed. Yeah. In, you know, less totally polished. understood. It's hard to ask this because um, I lived in Barcelona. 
um, for 18 years now. So I've had the good fortune to see most of Messi's games live. I've interviewed him, I don't know, 25, 26 times. Um, sometimes short, sometimes long. And over the years, I've seen him changing from a little bit timido. Now, much more happy to speak, m- more of a captain. He's changed with the captaincy. And I'm not looking for uh, new adjectives, but I know it's difficult for fellow professionals to describe him. But you've played with him. You've you've travelled with him. Um, from, from your perspective, what has it been like being around one of the all-time geniuses of sport, not just football, of sport. What's that experience been like for you? Probably the first, the first time, you know, that same situation uh, that happened with uh, Ashala, you know, uh, select for the national team and plus uh, Messi is in the squad as well. It's magnificent. You, you see him, you know, the first day you see him and say, wow. Um, but at the same time, is you know you, you will understand because you meet him and he's quiet and he's l- like a very normal people um, that uh, outside the football he absolutely loved the family uh, stayed with them uh, and for us as well he he he's from Rosario so when we training in, in in Buenos Aires he was all the time in the in the training ground so we share our Argentina tico, mate all the time, uh, talking about football or other things. So um, we have a really uh, strong uh, team, and uh, yeah, for me it was enjoyed experience. But uh, he's he feel like okay, he's one of for me. It's like another Fede Fernandez, no? It's obviously the dimension that uh, he, he had impact in football. Is uh, is the top of top of the game. So, uh, but outside, uh, just enjoy uh, with him and uh, his experience. The the one thing you can now do is a really privileged thing because you mentioned him before. You've played against Messi a lot. Yeah. So I'm not looking for like the, the, the big adjectives or new adjectives. Yeah. I want you to, for example, one of the most famous Messi goals is against Zaragoza. Yeah. Uh, I guess Jarosic and yeah. your... Contini, Poncio. Contini, yeah. I so, had a yellow card. That's why I couldn't so grab tell, You say grab? Grab him, yeah. Grab well, so pitch. tell me about the experience. Take us onto the pitch with Messi, please. I think that was a game that Messi was a joke. That day was incredible. We were... We were playing, to be honest, a good game, uh, but he scored three goals, I think, and we were losing 3-0. And then we got back, we, we scored two goals, and we were 2-3. Two, two, and I remember we sent Jarosic to the box to make some crosses and to, to send long balls to him. And then I'm going to tell you what I said after the game in the press conference with the journalist there, Messi decided that the game had to finish. <laughs> because he took the ball, he dribbled three or four players, and then he got a penalty, and Ibra scored, the, I think, the fourth goal. So, um, my memory is that I couldn't grab his shirt uh, because I had a yellow card. If I wouldn't have had a yellow card, probably 
that wouldn't have been one of his best goals because he wouldn't have scored that goal. <laughs> he's strong, though, or, or quick? or He's everything. He's everything. He's strong. He's quick. He's listo, like Daniel Alves smart, told him. Yeah. He's smart. He's, he can shoot with left, but and everyone knows in Spain, Messi is going to go, he's going to dribble you to the left. Doesn't matter. He's going to do it anyway. So... The only thing you can stop him is try to help the guy who is in front of him. But then he has players open free. That's why when you have Messi, everything is easier. And when you see him now dropping more than then into midfield and playing like midfield passes and supplanting Xavi because Xavi's gone now. That's why he's the best. Does your admiration go up? That's why he's the best in the history. He can be the best striker, he can be the best wing, he can be the best midfielder. And if one day he plays centre defender, he will be the best centre defen- cent- defender in the world. Do you ever, did he ever chat to you? Do you ever chat to him? Is no. he a guy who's quiet on the pitch? Or? He's quite quiet and I don't, like, I don't like to look like a fan on the pitch. He's my enemy <laughs> in that moment. So I respect him and I admire him. But I cannot go like a fan behind him. Hi, Leo. No, I understand. <laughs> Why do we humans like boxing? Why do we like contact sports? Why, you know, the richest prize in sport was a boxing, was fighting. You know, why, why, why do we like that? Because we like see young men test their physical strength against another young man, their mental strength against another young man. Football's no different. I think, I think um, a lot of people from my generation, not players, would say they enjoyed the football then far more than they do, they do now. I feel that, there's, that it's more bloodless. I, the, we, we see more of Leo Messi now than we could have done in your day, because even because of his size, simply ah. because he is so small. That I'm not yeah, but he's, all, he's all there, isn't he? Oh, and the rest. I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's he solid. Yeah. He's solid. It, I think... You know my thoughts on Messi. I think Messi is the best player that's ever kicked the ball. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have been if he had played in my generation or before my time. The, he, he could have done these things then. Yeah. Yep. Then about you, that's, what, that's one of the things I console myself that we've got in return for stripping out some of the testosterone, stripping out some of the... It's a more bloodless sport. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true, Graham Hunter, and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson.